welcome to There Goes My Money, episode number five, recorded on April 21st, 2015. Today, for the very first time, even though we're only on episode five, joining us is Chris, a.k.a. XV. So, uh, welcome. XV is one of the original cast members of RFC, and one of the guys that I used to listen to and wish I could be like him. <laughs> so it's an honor to have you on. That just makes me worry about you, dude. <laughs> well, Kilby, too, so... <laughs> You're not making this better, Diecast. Kilby was on last week, and he actually made me nervous. Like, having him on the show... <laughs> but Kilby's so harmless. <laughs> yeah, but I just... I'm the I don't one know. worried about <laughs> He was he was the one that you know I didn't want to mess up the show while he was on. So that's okay. He messes up his own show enough. I don't think it really matters. Yeah, and that was two weeks ago. So we actually had a week hiatus because there really wasn't anything to talk about. But this week we have a couple of news items. Uh, First up is Takara Tomi Generations Legends Series RC. Which, this is the second uh, wave of the figure, or the second uh, production run? Yeah, because it's the second production run. The first one was really limited, and I don't think their supply met the demand. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's unusual for this to happen, to get a second production run of a figure like this. So, like, they really understood that, you know, there was a lot of demand for this. And so, like, they're not rerunning Windblade or Chromia, but they are rerunning RC, and a lot of people are happy about that. Yeah, and uh, I think you actually have the uh, the RC, right? You're happy with it. I'm holding on to one for uh, Rob Clay, but I'm I'm happy enough to have one myself. Yeah, that's that's kind of the way I feel. Um, if you do want to pick this up, this is uh, $29.99 at most retailers with an estimated release date of August 2015. So they definitely, I think they looked for a hole in their production schedule and said we can kind of slide her in here and make a couple more to meet demand. So that, that's, like you said, that's really cool that they're doing that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I would definitely recommend uh, pre-ordering one of these now if you have any interest at all because once this goes I mean I'm sure that's going to be it and it's going to be just like it was when it first came out and they were just all gone yeah and the packaging is really nice on the I on the import though. version so it, I, it, I love the Legends packages yeah it's it's definitely worth picking up I, I, I'm kind of like you I have the closed fisted uh, US release so I'm pretty happy with her I so. wish I could have got one of those closed fist ones yeah, I, th- I think they went to Walmart's and maybe another retailer. They were really early when they first started hitting the shelves, and then after that, it was all the open-handed ones. So yeah. Uh, next on the list, another uh, Takara figure: the Age of Extinction Leader Class Black Knight Optimus Prime. For eighty-nine ninety-nine, this is the. Uh, I don't know why. Why are they still repainting these <laughs> these movie <laughs> figures? Like, it's kind of um, late. Yeah. Okay. So, like, this is the repaint of the AD thirty one, like Ultimate something. I don't remember what the proper name of it was, but it was like the most accurate Age of Extinction Optimus figure because they retooled the leader class further to make it more movie accurate. Now this is the black recolor because that's what they do at Takara. Yeah. 
I remember when, you know, back in the beginning when you got a black repaint of Prime, it was, like, special. And now it's just, like, every Prime gets a black repaint. Yeah, because, you know, they, they struck on a formula that worked with Black Convoy back in Car Robots, and they just kind of kept up with it. Yeah. Which we uh, have another entry in that scheme a little bit later on, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is uh, th- this is actually an uh, estimated release date just of third quarter, so I guess that's fallish. Yeah, yeah. So probably between like uh, August and October. This for me is going to be a pass. It's just it's a black, you know, black movie prime. I don't need it. Don't want it. <laughs> Yeah, if I was going to put down for this version of this figure, I would go for the movie colored one myself. So this is definitely a pass for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then next up on the list, another Takara figure. This is Takara LG-14 Ultra Magnus, which is, uh, is listed at $69.99, and it's an estimated release date is September 2015. Mm-hmm. And... From the colors, um, I just realized I forgot to show the first three slides. So we'll just go through those real quick. Um, For those of you watching the video or listening to the audio, we also have slides available if you you watch the show on YouTube, which shows photos of all the figures that we're talking about. Um, And here I have the Ultra Magnus on the screen right now. And now, it's important to note here that this is actually pictures of the Hasbro version used as placeholders, so <laughs> this is not actually representative of Takara's release. Thank you. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, this looks exactly the same as the Hasbro version, so, I mean, what's the difference? What, you know, what deco is going to make you want to spend that extra... It's not too oh, bad, I guess, it's like $15? Um, well, what's the... 60 uh, yeah, it's sixty nine dollars. So yeah, I mean, yeah, twenty five. Yeah, yeah, like you know when they when they uh, did the Legends series Megatron, uh, that hasn't come out yet, but we saw the pictures of it, and they just kind of made it look more boring. I'm kind of afraid that's what will happen with Ultra Magnus. Besides, I mean, there's not really much deco wise they could do to this to make it more interesting anyway. Yeah, I, I agree. So, unless there's something special about this one, I'm definitely going to go with the U.S. release. This one's going to be a pass. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, if a little farther down the line they do, like, powered convoy colors or something out of this, I mean, that's a completely different story. Oh, yeah, where we get the, um... Like, K- the yellow one. I know, I was going to say, like, the KFC one that we got the, uh, uh Diaclone colored. Yeah, the Power Convoy. Oh, okay, that's Power Convoy. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm, you know, unless they do something really remarkable with this, I'm I'm just gonna... I'll stick with the Hasbro one, because I'll have it sooner than September. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, uh, next is Transformers Unite Warriors Grand Scourge. <laughs> And this one's a, I guess I shouldn't say a whopping. It's eighty nine ninety nine, uh, with an estimated release date of September two thousand and fifteen. Now this is an exclusive overseas, right? Which is kind of why the price is even higher than what a typical uh, Voyager figure would be 
imported into the U.S. Mm-hmm. And double actually. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it doesn't do anything for me. I like the idea behind it. I like the reference that it is. But like, I would you know with the big sword and everything, if this was at Toys R Us for like thirty five dollars, yeah, I would be into it. But you know, import costs, middleman fees. It's just it's not it's not there for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like you, I like the sword. That sword is you know overly gigantic and awesome looking. Other than it's all solid red paint, I really like when. You know, they have a weapon and they throw at least a little bit of a second color in there just to kind of break up that solid color. Um, but it, it's it's cool. And then he has some purple guns, too. So yeah. it's very scorgeous. But It's a lot more interesting color scheme than just your typical black Optimus. But, you know, it's the way it came out, it just ended up being too expensive. Yeah. Yeah, even with the details in the chest uh, when he's in the combined mode, I mean, that that looks pretty nice. But then I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't really know what, you know, combiner limbs that I'm going to have that are going to look good combined with this figure. Well, from what I understand of the loose translations of the bio, part of the intent of this with the giant sword is that he's just, he's supposed to be powerful enough to just cut down combiners without combining himself. Huh. So, so like most of the time, he's not combined necessarily. So there doesn't really need to be a set team to go with him. Yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of like Galvatronus. It's just you know whoever he can grab and force on. Yeah, and I kind of still hope with Galvatronus that we're gonna get some sort of you know sweeps or something that can bind to him. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, you know, hopefully that there's a mold that that's conducive to maybe it could even be like a Transformers Collectors Club figure down the down the road or something. I mean for that matter, you know, third party could do that. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Yeah. Combiner limb toys aren't that complicated, especially if you're in a situation where you're reasonably assured people are gonna buy, you know, two or four of them at once. You can kind of put a little bit more into them also. Oh yeah, a set of four of them with, you know, different head sculpts and that's that's easily like what one hundred and fifty dollars third party money. Probably more like two hundred. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd sell them as a four pack though. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is this is pass. <laughs> it seems like every, almost everything's a pass. Uh, but the next it's one, expensive. it's an expensive week. Oh yeah. <laughs> the next one is Mastermind Creations. Uh, Cynicus? Sure. Yeah, and it's the DJD, I almost said DOJ again, Department of Justice, (laughs) uh, Voss, and he is uh, estimated retail of $84.99 with a release date of May 2015, unless you ordered from Planet Steel Express, which I have mine actually in hand right now, and I have not taken it out of the package. Um, I've just been kind of busy. It came yesterday, but uh, he he looks really nice. He is super uh, skinny, I guess you could say. You, you probably can imagine because he turns into a gun. He's kind of you know got to be on the slender side. And it's accurate to the comic model too. Yeah, and he turns into a gun, and uh, 
I really want to see him, you know, a, a combiner holding him, I think would be... And I think, I think the grip is actually designed for uh, Feral Rex to be able to hold. Oh. We'll have I, to, think, I think that's how they work that one out. Yeah, we'll have to uh, ask John DeLuna if he's picking this up, because I know he has Feral Rex. Yeah. So, obviously, for me, uh, it's a it's a buy. Uh, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Uh, what about for you? It, you know, they're doing um, K-On. I don't remember what the code name for that is, but um, that's the one that turns into the electric chair. And, like, if I'm going to get one of these, that would probably be the one I'm most into. This, you know, if I see it at a good price at a convention, since I'm probably doing two of them this year, <laughs> maybe. It's not something I'm going to, like, order, though, and, you know, like, jump on right away. Yeah, with the K-On, uh, they're actually upscaling that a little bit, just so uh, when it is in that electric chair mode that you can actually put figures uh, sitting on the chair, which I think is cool. Yeah, yeah. I just well, think it's, it's in. It's a ridiculous idea, and I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I just think it's a neat team that kind of you know this is something I want to have the whole team. When you're talking about new characters, something that we don't see in any other fiction other than comics, uh, this is the best team that probably represents that right now. You know, I'm looking at the picture again here, and uh, it looks like the the legs make the stock of the rifle and if you look in the robot mode picture it looks like there is just a regular 5mm peg tucked into the ankle so it's probably not limited to just Feral Rex holding this either, you probably can uh, swap out the grip so if you have just you know a regular figure you can get it to grip it normally I wonder if like leader class Megatron can hold this or something oh probably yeah, or a combiner combiner wears combiner because they've got 5mm cords in the hand too yeah so, and again, that that's going to be out in May. So, if you want to pre-order that, I'd do it right away. Because uh, the mastermind, you know, they make good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they're early pre-orders sell, sold out on this. So, if you miss them, you you want to get in on the next wave. Next, we have a and XV. You're going to love this one, the Iron Factory EX05 Wind Saber. Oh, you mean uh, this thing right here? Yeah. <laughs> now, this just showed up for me in pre-orders. Was was this available in pre-order before? Uh, the pre-orders have been open for uh, quite a while, I think. At, at least a few weeks. Okay, yeah. because I bought it the day it came in stock, though. <laughs> I was going to say, this is available now from some re- uh, retailers, and some retailers are listing it still as a new pre-order. So maybe some retailers just picked it up and uh, put the pre-orders out there. But uh, how do you, how do you like yours? It's pretty nice. Um, you know, it's it's on par with the Hasbro Legends figures. In some ways, it's actually a little bit better because the price point's higher. Um, it's not like completely perfect, but I like it a lot. And as simple as the design is that they went for here, this is one case at least where I will say I don't think it's unreasonable to look at it and wish the official toy had ended up being more like this. Yeah, it looks like a more solid figure, if that makes any sense. Oh, and yeah, the yeah. paint's a lot nicer. Uh, the deco is actually really good on this. Um, 
you know, there's two plastic colors on it, and they're using actually the minimum amount of paint that's necessary to uh, account for the alternate color on the parts. Uh, but what's interesting is that the plastic, even where it's bare plastic, it feels, you know how painted surfaces feel a little different than plastic? The plastic feels like it's painted all over, and it's got a little bit of a matte finish to it. So hmm. the whole thing looks more like it's painted. So, I mean, it it looks more premium, I guess, than the way it's actually made. Um, no, I, I really like this, and, you know, at $23, the price was pretty much just right for a little third-party figure. Yeah, uh, this this is one I'm actually... I'm going to think about this. Uh, I don't really get a lot of the legend size. Right, my first. Uh, yeah, I get the Hasbro legend yeah. size figures because they're cheap enough, but... Mm-hmm. Something about the the deluxe wing bla- uh, wind blade. I I always say wing blade, uh, but she, she just didn't. I don't know. It didn't feel like that great of a toy. But this to me kind of looks like a better representation or what I thought the deluxe should have been like. And part of that is just for like the necessary simplification to make it a legend size figure. It really helps improve the overall strength of the design. Because uh, the deluxe one's doing things that it doesn't necessarily need to do to accomplish what it has to. Um, I, we're getting a little field here, but like if you look at Combiner Wars figures and you look at the deluxes that came out before, that there's a definite difference in philosophy and how they're designed. Where the Combiner Wars do exactly the amount they need to to do all four things they have to and nothing more. The ones before that did steps because it was neat that they could do that. You know, made them a little bit fancier. Uh, the legend just kind of cuts it down to those same basics, and it works really well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm probably going to end up picking this up. I mean, even if you don't order one now, you know, at BotCon, these are going to be floating around, I'm sure, and, you know, at this kind of pricing, it's a good impulse purchase. Yeah. I, I would definitely recommend picking one up at some point this year. And order it right now or wait till you see one in person. Yeah, I may try and wait to see. I mean, you know, like you said, I'm going to enough cons this year. Yeah. And BotCon's only, you know, a month. Two months. Yeah, less than two months away. I might as well try and wait to, like you said, these will be probably available there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Unless Hasbro comes out and says uh, no third parties to be sold on the floor. Yeah, you do realize there's hotel rooms still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that we're going to be, you know, in a place where we're not going to be able to walk outside and go into the city that easy, so a lot of people are going to be hanging at the hotel. Uh, finally on the list, this is actually two weeks old. Uh, this is the one item that came out last week that we really couldn't do a show around one figure. So this is the Perfect Effects PE-DX05 Leonidas. Yeah, we'll go with that. And it's uh, $149.99, and its estimated release date is June 2015. And... I'll just front load this with a pass. <laughs> it's... It's interesting looking. For years, I've thought, you know, Zoids would be good for robotic beast mode designs. 
especially since you know through Tommy Hasbro has access to the Zoid's property. Um, but, but I mean, for one thing, Perfect Effect, their stuff is not always about you know perfect transformation. It's you know there's often parts forming or other weird things going on in the engineering, and it's always overpriced for what it is too. They make cool-looking stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong, but when you get into it, it's not anything I'm ever interested in actually having. Yeah, Warden was kind of interesting. I think it was doing way too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But Brian actually got to see it in person, and he really liked it. He said the paint on it was really nice. It was a really uh, well-made figure, Mm -hmm. but... I tend to agree with you that they're kind of overpriced, and and I couldn't put my finger on what this was kind of like, but as soon as you said Zoids, I was like, yes, that's it, because it kind of skews a little bit away from Transformers a little bit too much for me. Yeah, I mean, I will give points to reinterpreting a design that they're lifting to make a toy of, at the same time, it's not really to my taste that not enough to make me pay what it, what they're charging for it. And like uh, to your point about Warden, everything I've heard, it is a really good action figure. It's terrible as a Transformer. Yeah, yeah. No, I I don't know anyone who's actually transformed it. I don't even know if Brian transformed it. He probably just held it in his hand and rubbed it a couple times and. <laughs> well, he said he really liked it, so... Well, the thing is, like, you know, Warden has that, like, tank mode, which I would use air quotes, but the frame on the camera is too small for that. <laughs> um, and to do that, you have to add parts onto the figure. If you want to transform it into head mode, you have to add different parts onto the figure. You know, there's no... You can't, like, go from one to the other to the other smoothly. Anything you do with it, there's some adding and removing parts, and... You know, for what these cost, and as nice as they look, they they need to do better than that for me. Yeah. And then I think I the thing that really uh, interested me about Warden was that head feature for <laughs> Fort Max. Yeah. But then once I really saw it, I was kind of like, it, it doesn't really go with Fort Max. Like you can tell, it's like such a nice, nicely designed head sculpt, mm-hmm. but Fort Max is just old and blocky. It's too modern. Yeah. That, that you know, the, the 80s toys did not have the surface detailing or anything like that. That's why they have stickers, I mean, for one <laughs> thing. And Warden is too physically detailed, and the proportions are a little bit off, too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to agree with you. This is definitely a pass for me. Mm-hmm. I would probably pick up their Warden figure before I picked this up. And, like, I still think about getting a warden from time to time, and if I ever see one for, like, under $70, and I have the money to spare, maybe? But, you know, we're, like, two, three years in on that now, and I have not felt any pressing need to actually go hunt one down, so... I feel like with a lot of the figures, if I don't get them when they first come out, when, you know, after that, they kind of lose the appeal. There is a little bit of that, too. I mean... That's, all, that's that's a good test, to be honest, because, you know, if you wait a few weeks, a few months, even a year after something comes out, and you're still thinking about it, still interested in getting it, 
you know, that's a pretty good sign for that. But if you skip it for the first couple of weeks and kind of forget that it happened, you know, have you really missed out on anything? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, that's actually all we have for this week on uh, There Goes My Money. And there's plenty of stuff to blow your money on this week, so. <laughs> or at least a few really expensive things. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week.